following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to New Dimensions with your host, Rev. Nicholas Barrett. Our identities are not labels identifying who we are to others. Rather, they are found in God's riches, His likeness and character. We can discover our true selves and live the way He has intended for us to live. Now, here is Rev. Nicholas Barrett. It is Nicholas Barrett. A very good morning to you. We're going out live from Los Angeles, California. Wherever you are in the world, we've come together on this platform so near, far, and wide doesn't really matter. I'm believing there's a message for everybody. We're literally speaking all over, literally 50 countries in the world, which is exciting. And the benefit of this technology is we can reach almost anybody. So I have an exciting show. Uh, whatever season you may find yourself in at the moment, I'm believing that you can be inspired to see opportunity, change, and healing through a fresh new perspective, a breath of fresh air from God to make things new in your life. This past week, we just celebrated Easter and two billion Christians worldwide. If you're not a Christian, please listen to the show. I'm not trying to persuade you. It's about speaking to humans. We all share the same things. We share emotions. We share finances and changing health and obviously the fluxes of life. Whatever your belief system, it just means you've held that to be your truth. And I'm, I'm not trying to sway you away from that. I'm believing there's something that we can all hear from the show, but the resurrection, just to talk about it before we get into the show, J- Jesus' love sent him to the cross and his power resurrected. And the meaning really of this is unity. You know, pain has purpose. There was a reason, not just for a, a chocolate Easter egg, but the reason is that we, so we can have a new life. Anything that's been holding us back, we can defeat an abuse, an addiction, or a mindset that's been keeping us in a paradigm. So he gave us unlimited love, and with this, we can live free and unencumbered. So anyone who's unencumbered, we can let go of that and have a new life of possibility. So it's about living back in unity with God, which will purpose you to joy, peace, and your full potentiality. I have an exciting title for this show, but before we get into the show, I like to just go in with a story. This story will really challenge the mind before we, we go into the main course of the show. A couple were driving to hospital to give birth to their baby. The driver was a 21-year-old man. He developed a habit of texting while driving. It was no different on this occasion as he was texting a friend. This time, the small, often thought of insignificant habit had a very fatal twist. He didn't see the red light signal at the junction. It was at stop and their car was broadsided by a semi-truck. The result was the vehicle was hit with such force that he and his girlfriend were pronounced dead at the scene. The baby lived for eight hours despite the plight of a team of doctors, and eventually their plight was in vain. The question I ask you today is what small and significant habit might you be doing that will sow a seed of tragedy? It could be a simple text to a secretary that becomes a phone call that leads to an affair, and this results to you losing your wife and children, or at least you're standing with them. It could be a spoken word that we say in a stressful time to a child that hurts them and taints them in such a way that their self-esteem is impaired, and this leads them to a life of depression and drug abuse to be able to conquer the way they feel about themselves. Those small things really uh, we feel are insignificant but they're the most dangerous and what i really ask you today because we're, we're all over the world literally speaking to thousands of people potentially is what small and significant habit might you be doing that can lead to a tragedy that that's unforeseen and we really must be more aware of our actions and more aware of our habits and behaviors because you know a grenade is small but it can destroy a building so my, my plea with you today is take a look at what you're doing 
and just see what it might seed. Every action we do sows a seed that has a ramification. It has fruit. Sometimes if we sow the wrong seed, we'll get the wrong fruit coming back. So let's get into the message for this week. I'm excited about this title. It's called New Habits, New Life. And we must really look about what is a habit. It's a settled or regular tendency or practice, especially one that can become hard to give up. And these can develop into bad habits. The course of a person's life and even destiny can very much be shaped by the choices they make as those choices created the habits by which they then choose to live their lives by. We often get so caught up in expediency of life that we don't even realize that what we're doing on a daily basis as we do them from our auto mode becomes our automatic response. What I'm doing on a daily basis forms my week. What I do on a monthly basis forms my year. And what I do in a year forms my life. We need to be careful what we do. This will bring back exactly what we've sown. This could be in relationships. It could be in workplaces. And to give you some examples, not focusing on our partner. And I see this a lot. Texting while out or turning up late without prior notice. Those may be small things, but in the long term, they may lead to someone feeling unloved or rejected or just not cherished. Shouting at a child is number two. This happens. We're human, and I've sometimes raised my voice. We sometimes, when we're trying to get something done, usually trying to get them to do something we want them to, (laughs) and because they're a separate spirit, they don't, we then become frustrated and we raise our voice. But this can create an environment of fear and also insecurity. They come back to a hostile environment, particularly young children. So we must be really careful with that. These are all habits that are sowing, not controlling anger. You know, life is very much like a pressure cooker. What goes into this pressure cooker eventually will come out. So we must be very aware of our anger, the things that trigger us. And if we need to count to 10, we can. If we need to leave the room and say, look, I want to return it at a time that I can address this, that would be better. Number four, what am I reading or listening to? Well, what I see and what I hear, that's the strongest communication I can receive. That's what God gave me. He gave me eyes to see, ears to hear. And that's, of course, if we're reading the the word of God, we do it through seeing and through seeing becomes our life. So We must be careful. What are we listening to? What are we reading? Because this will become the energy we have, and this will become the basis of really how we make our decisions, how we perceive things, our rights and wrongs, our moral standards, and how we see our life. Number five, what is your line of resistance? We're bombarded with movies. We're bombarded with anger. We're bombarded with uh, pornography. We're bombarded with music that's derogatory to women, venting of anger, and just uncourteous driving all around us. We need to have a line of resistance. We need to stop. And what I say about stop is I, I break it up. I go stop, think, observe, and proceed. So stop means stop from listening or stop and observe that behavior So you need to think about it to get an awareness. You need to observe it and then proceed in a different fashion. So we need to draw a line of resistance to behavior that we see in our society and all around us each day, which has become our go-to choice. This is where we get the sayings like, if I can't beat them, I'll join them. It's that mentality. How about going counter-cultural and then seeing what happens? The only way you can change something is by going the opposite way very often to it. A jam that's sour, I put sugar in it, which will sweeten that jam up. If I put more sour in it, I'm going to multiply the the thing I want to diminish. So very often we're multiplying what we want to diminish because we're listening to the same things. We have no line of resistance or awareness. So we need to really develop what is your line of awareness. Like most things in life, it's more about effort But from that effort comes changes that will benefit you. It'll benefit the people around you, your town, your country, and the world in general. This is what Jesus did. It was designed to bring us a better life. He was basically God in the flesh, our role model. So I sometimes actually stop and think, how would he respond if someone's putting, sticking fingers up to him or cutting him up on a road, or if he's hearing things that are swearing or fighting on television, he would 
not judge it. He'd be empathetic to it, but would not focus on it. You need to focus on something that's going to create that change. You know, just because a lot of people are doing something doesn't mean that we should take it and make it what we lead our lives by. We must remember all of human problems have been created through following the world and its influences. If we want to improve the condition of a building, we don't merely paint the outside. We need to recheck the foundation to make certain the structure remains strong enough to sustain the visible changes we want to make. This is why many self-help or becoming stronger than thou conferences and seminars are doomed to failure and not give you what you expected. They're looking at painting a glossy exterior and claim a quick fix approach that is not changing your structure as you will be looking at the world and trying to get solution that's manifest the problem in the first place. There's no such thing as a quick fix. A superficial fix will not give you lasting results. If you need to elevate, you need to look above the forest and see the answers to the problems that are keeping you from living the best quality of life. Nothing that is worth keeping, very simply, you probably heard this, nothing is worth keeping has come easy. It takes a lot of time, but it also takes an awareness, takes an awareness. We're going to take a break soon, and we're going to look in the second segment is what is your influences and how can this become your life? Because we must really take this on board that to change our habits, first of all, we have to be aware of, of the habits we're doing. We have to be aware of how we created those habits, but also we have to be aware about what we're doing at the moment is, is what we've been looking at society. So we need to find a new way to change the influence so we can influence new habits in our life and become a new life. But we're about to take a break. I just love you guys so much. It's been great speaking to you. This first segment's flown by, and I look forward to speaking to you after the break. We're going to go somewhere with this. See you soon, guys. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to share success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Hear about personal growth, building a better business, inspirational life stories, and personal branding. You'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work-life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to New Dimensions. To reach Reverend Nicholas or his guests today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com. Now, back to New Dimensions. Welcome back. I hope you had a great break. I just really wanted to say how much I appreciate you all. If I'm speaking in a church in Los Angeles or wherever I'm speaking, I only get to communicate with 500 people or 1,000, whoever many there may be. But I have the opportunity really to go worldwide. And the marvelous thing is we can all share certain things on this. It's about scaling and about changing. I will not change your life by what I say, but I'll sow seeds in you that will multiply, that will raise awareness. So there's something I'm believing for all of the listeners, not all of it, but in certain trinkets in your life that you will get to hear. You'll get to hear from what God wants and also a different perspective to help you in the journey, in the forest of life. So in the second segment, we're going to take a look at how your thoughts create the habits you don't want. 
why have the habits you have developed, why are some of them not working for you? How have these been sourced? And I didn't really realize this before I started really thinking about it. Everybody has a perception. And a perception is like a lens. It determines how you see the world through that lens. It forms your set of ideas, your set of values, your rights and wrongs. So if I ask a group of people about a topic, you know, the response would all be individual, but it depends from which lens they're looking through. So very simply, our life can change by changing the lens, and that, that will become a different way of looking at things because how you form your opinions has become from things you've heard and things you've witnessed. So very simply, if we change the things we listen to, right, and read, we can do what we did in the first place is change our perceptions. So very often we need to be aware that this perception is from looking at life from a world's lens as this forms the paradigm of how we choose to live our lives by. So we need to be more careful in not following that world lens As I say, whichever lens you really look at will determine the type of life you have. Paul in the Bible warned us in Colossians. In Colossians, I believe it was 2.8.10. Do not let anybody capture you with empty philosophies, which is perceptions, and high-sounding nonsense that comes from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from, from God. Because in the fullness, in the human body. So, in other words... You are complete through and through. You are given a plan and a purpose by him. And what this means in your life is you let in. What you let in is what's going to come out. So do not be influenced by self-perpetuating problems and looking at the world to, to make your opinion of things. I mean, is it right or wrong? People are doing certain things. I'm not going to go through all of them on the show. But we develop very often our attitudes on, Well, everyone's doing it, so I've got to be doing it. But the problem is it's perpetuating childless homes. It's perpetuating divorce. It's perpetuating, obviously, we have atrocities going on in the world. So all of this looking at the world is precisely what becomes the norm, which is the norm we want to change. So we're complaining very often at the world, but we're not realizing why it's gotten to be like this. So we need to raise our awareness and get, God's counseling, get different things because the forces of the dark are trying to rob you of the best for your life. Very simply, it is a battle. It is a battle of of, of principalities of spirit. So it is a spiritual warfare. It is a battle of light and dark. So many of us also are influenced by our inner voice of limitation. And this is a script, it's very important, it's crucial to get this. This is a script that is constantly playing in the background of our mind. It's an edit of all the steps that we've taken before up until the one we're standing in in this present moment. And that's whether you're in New Zealand or Australia or Czechoslovakia, it's, it's a human thing. We're influenced by three voices, and this is all of us. Number one, the world and the people around us. So the world's modus of of operation, the world's mode of practices. We've got a political campaign going on, and it's all about speaking. Whoever seems to speak harsher to another person seems to be the one that's more respected. So love, hate, hate, and anger is what's perpetuating there. So it's quite simply... In, in our separated humanity, to control things, we become dominant with our words, which is unloving, and we become angry, which is unloving. Number two is our inner voice. This is our enemy. This is our accuser. And this really is the most critical one. This is the one that tells us we must be realistic. We can never do it. We're too old. We're too fat. We had a bad childhood. We're washed up. We were abused. Our mother was an alcoholic. We're used up, we're tired. This thing will haunt us around and stymie all opportunities, whether they're opportunities for a new relationship, a new business, a new career choice. This is, is really our biggest enemy, and I call this the accuser, the inner mind jail, if you like. And number three is God's voice. God, and this tells us we're more than a conqueror, a masterpiece, we're loved, we're a child of God, we're co-heirs with Christ, and greater is he in you that's in this world. So it gives you the possibility that you have your plan on the inside of you, regardless of what the world is telling you. So we mustn't be swayed and influenced by 
external things which are negative. We know the world is negative because ever since the, the first sin, Adam and Eve, it's not going to be part of this topic I'm discussing, but that's how separation was started. So we need to remember, we need to join back. If I'm a, a, an aircraft and I'm looking at, at my flight manual through a, a, a bicycle manual, through a Harley-Davidson manual, obviously I'm not controlling the plane. I'm not gonna, I may crash the plane or not have a good journey as a pilot. I need to look at the instructions of the aircraft manual not of the Harley-Davidson manual. So you must be very careful where we're getting our extraction. Do we want a quality life, which will involve listening and hearing quality material and quality instruction and quality counsel? Or do we want more of the world, which will involve looking at media, looking at pornography, looking at aggressive uh, politicians, looking at terrorism and all these things? So we must to make our mind what we want. But I mean, with all this noise competing for your attention and my attention, the question I ask you is, who do you hear the loudest? Because the one you hear most will determine your habits and your course to your fate or destiny. What are you listening to most? People in the media will bring you just more and more limitations based off their individual edit from their experiences and most likely their failures. Because the media thrives on the dark. It's not from light. It's not from the kingdom of God. Two, again, to recap on these, your inner voice is brutal. It'll bang you down over and over again. What you lack, you're not worthy. You're a loser. You're abandoned. You're a divorcee. You could change jobs of partners and move town and be in a tropical island or in a mansion, and that voice will still be following you. This is like a shadow that you can never break free of. So your inner voice is a shadow that needs to be broken. And number three, God's voice. What is my potential? In other words, my journey has been mapped out, everything I need for that journey. So I need to focus on building myself up, not something that's tearing me down. In other words, in everyday life, if I get a doctor's report that tells me it's over and a friend of mine his mother was told it was over. Ten years later, she's living with congestive heart failure, but she's living a life. She's, she's going out to restaurants and living a life. My mother, on the other hand, a friend of mine said, well, she's in great shape, but, you know, tragedy came and she had a, a, a tragic crash four years ago and succumbed. And this lady was a fit lady that could walk five, six miles a day. So we don't li- need to listen to a doctor's report that tells us it's over. We, when that happens... We're getting worldly counsel. We need to go to God and basically pray because he is the bringer of life. He is the bringer of life. And I've seen this many times when doctors have said it's over. They're not the one that gave you life. Of course, they have talent and anointing for their purpose to do what they do. They do amazing things. But we very often lose heart because we're listening to the world's counsel. We need to listen to the maker, to the maker of us. And Mark 9 tells us, there is, there is no ifs amongst believers, Mark 9, 23, 24. There is no ifs amongst believers. Anything can happen. So we need to remember that the enemy, I actually have a pet. A year ago, I was told that he would be no longer. He's now healthier than ever and jumping up and down. So, And I've done this with prayer. If I focused on the doctor, what happens is if we focus on something negative, we give up because that becomes our reality. Very simply, the possible of God, his possible starts when it's deemed impossible for us. We're human. We're very limited. We're not eternal. We're, we're, we're limited. But with that limitation becomes the, the, the limitation and the potential we put ourselves. So, and that's the enemy robbing you through the false lens of life. So the world bombards us. This in this age more than ever, through our digital communication, through songs, through media, it bombards us with strategies that will put us into bad habits. And it does this through worldly perceptions that we take on board as our truth. And once we get into this realization, your life has already been planned and written by God who made it and intended it not by chance, but by divine purpose and plan, by divine, divine appointments. This means that your life is a perfect idea of infinite beauty and abundance as his thoughts are always higher than yours or mine. So therefore incomprehensible to me and you. We don't need to figure out how he's doing it or what he's doing it. We just need to have the faith to position ourselves for it. That's what we need to do. 
There's nothing outside of you that can destroy or take away anything that was given inside of you. You're a spirit. Nothing can take that away unless you permit it. Even though nothing can take it away, you need to manifest it. Just like the walk to the promised land. God is always able, but through your faith, you then need to activate the plan. So we need to be available for the best life, and that's through God. It's ultimately the condition of your consciousness that will determine the true condition of your life. The things that you get and the things that you don't get. So faith, and a lot of Christians confuse this, faith doesn't move the hand of God because in Scripture he says it's done. He's done it already. What faith does, it moves you in a position to receive all that's been done and assigned to your life. So it doesn't move it because God's already done it. He's created it all, but faith will position you to get it. And Revelation 21, he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha Omega, the beginning and the end. So to the thirsty, I will give water without cost. In other words, nothing more you can do can give you more because the grace has given you all of it. Nothing is deserved, but we're graced it, which is unmerited favor. But what this means is you don't need to stress out. You don't need to Prozac it out. You don't need to anger it out. You need to connect to it out. You need to position yourself with faith to a, a greater life and a greater plan and purpose. And the way to do this is to, to make sure your lens is a godly lens of potential and unlimited, really unlimited potential rather than a worldly lens of limitation, which has got us all these problems. So which lens are you looking at? We're going to take a break really soon and in the third segment we're going to talk about and I think you want to know this how to form habits and also with this how to form the habits that you want because obviously we don't want to get habits that are are leading us into more problems if we're going through this journey we want to form habits that we want so we're going to talk about structuring habits and how we're going to do that I love you guys. I really appreciate you giving me a chance and hearing me. And I'm believing we're changing lives gradually as we're doing this. And we're going to go through to a break. And I'll see you in the next segment. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you happy in your life, or are you just settling? It's time to speak out, take control of your existence, and let your life speak. Bart Queen is the host of A Hero's Journey. His personal goal is to help you find your voice, use that voice, and live the life that you deserve to live. Do more, be more, and give more. Tune in to A Hero's Journey on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. You owe it to yourself to tune in and make your voice count. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. tuned in to new dimensions to reach reverend nicholas or his guests today please call in to 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 you may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com now back to new dimensions Welcome back after the break. In the last segment, we were talking about what is your influence and how that determines your habits and what you look at. And we're just going to start in this segment. We're going to talk about more about habits, the ones we want, and how we break out from the ones we don't want. So character, not circumstance, determines your destiny. So your thoughts determine your beliefs, and your beliefs then become your actions, and those actions then become your habits. So you ultimately have the power to determine your actions and habits. Ultimately, that's your decision to determine. 
because your character, what you form as your rights and wrongs and your beliefs will determine your actions and determine your habits. So we need to, to develop habits. We need to basically learn how the mind works. We need to break out of our minds. So we need to break out of our carnal mind. And this is the one that reacts from our ego. It's a fine ballet with the drama of all the human in interactions around us and becomes more about resisting what you don't want than, what, than getting what you do want. So through increased awareness and consciousness, you can align yourself with God and build habits based from your being, which is not your ego state, rather than the limitations of that separation. So when you align yourself with being, you're no longer judging or trying to get because you, you are. You're, you're all that you're credited to be. So when this, this will align you to your higher path and aspirations. So I need to form congruent habits that will bring me the life that I want, not the life that is leading me. So when we connect to our source, we have the life that God intended, one that is not striving or depressed or pushing to get more. It'll be one that's smooth and flowing because you'll be connected to your purpose. It'll be uncumbered with the ego as it will no longer be separated from its sole purpose, but in alignment with its purpose. And in that, getting all the things that it needs for its individual journey, all the things will be supplied because it'll be going in the right path. So very simply, when you plug your iPhone in to make sure that it's going to recharge, you make certain that you've plugged it into a power outlet that is working. So when we're plugged in right, just like the phone, we recharge and function right. We have all that God intends for our lives, free of limitations that our previous habits have trapped us to living. So we need to get out of our, we need to get our spirit minds back, not the one which is societally conditioned that has created all the habits that we, that we do that make us feel good or bad. So the reason why so many of us don't feel good is that many of our habits have been created from our separated minds. And because we're spirit beings, we very simply are not functioning like we were intended to function. It's like a fish trying to swim out of water. It's struggling to function because it's not in purpose that it was designed in. So it's a victim, becomes a victim to its new unnatural environment. So we don't have to be products of our environment, but we can be influencers of our environment. Very simply, we need to influence the environment we're in to get a better life. So Romans 12 tells us that we can be in this world, but transformed by the renewing of our minds. So what this really means is God knew from the beginning that our mind would be the problem and would not give us the best of lives. So it would need to be restored much like your iPhone or your computer. So very simply, to form new habits, the mind has to be restored. So it functions differently and then will create new habits. So let's take a look at how habits can be formed and at the same time how habits can be changed. So how we conquer habits that are holding us back and replace them with new ones that are going to move us forward. So in order to do this, we need to understand the way habits ultimately work. You must understand their framework and what sustains their very existence. So all habits start with a trigger, as this is what initiates the behavior or action. Then the doing of that behavior or action itself. So lastly, the reward from the behavior or action is what sustains that behavior. What we're getting from that behavior or action is a reward that sustains it. Basically, if we were not getting something from it, we wouldn't be doing it. So this is known as a habit loop. It's a three-step process that all habits are formed. So there needs to be a framework for all the habits we do on a daily basis. So the reason for doing an action or not doing it must be the perpetuating thing that sustains it. So let's take a closer look. The basic structure that maintains a habit is that it sustains itself from a, perceive, from a perceived benefit from doing the behavior or action. This is why perception is very important. The behavior then gets repeated and becomes a habit. The challenge is, and this is really crucial, the challenge is the same structure applies in the formation of destructive behaviors as it does good behaviors. So destructive behaviors and addictions are formed by the same loop. So let's take a look at how you can structure new habits. You know, we can't depend upon drastic resolutions. as These are fleeting and do not bring permanent change. Nothing fast will last. 
nothing fast will last. So the optimum way to create a new habit around an activity that you're, that's already present in your life. So very simply, if God's part of that, what starts with God finishes well. What starts with God finishes well. So let me give you a, an example we can all relate to. I used to skip out on breakfast and just have coffee in the morning. So going to bed before each evening, I started leaving a bowl with some pre-measured cereal in it. I placed this bowl in front of the coffee maker. So this made it easy as I didn't need to rely on motivation or memory. So having coffee was visible. It was an existing activity. And this change acted as a cue to make my new behavior of including breakfast to the coffee. It made it a habit. The result is I've now created a new healthful habit by having breakfast. So it's adding an action step to the one you're already doing, which makes it much easier to develop it as a new habit. You know, all habits have one thing in common. They need to be started. I'm giving us an example here that we can all relate to. So I would say choose the things you practice most on a daily basis and then build around them. Another example, tr it's a trigger, which is part of that loop. It's trigger, behavior, reward. Trigger, behavior, reward. So a trigger with the alarm wakes you up at 6.30 a.m. That action is to get up because you're going to get up from the trigger of the alarm and decide you're going to commit to reading affirmative blogs, scriptures, or listen to spiritual music or podcasts for 15 minutes. So the reward of that behavior is you're feeling uplifted because you're not putting the channel news on that will talk more about how bad the world is. So your, your feeling is uplifted. So you'll be empowered to be a victor in your daily challenges and not a victim. So another example would be a trigger. You know, gaslight comes on in a car. The action of that is you go to a gas station. And at the same time, you check the air and the coolant and tire pressures. So your reward from that is better maintenance and lower repair costs. So your trigger was the gaslight, which is a behavior you do already. You go to the gas station and included in that behavior of putting gas, you added checking the other coolants and the other things the car needs. And the reward is you're saving money. These are just simple examples as changes made firstly in the simple best changes are made to things you can't say no to. I could have gone very complicated. These may be used for some experimentation with various other triggers to find which fits the change in behavior habit you want to create. It takes a while before you can reveal a habit that is so automatic you cannot say no to. You might have to ponder a while before figuring out how to make this your new habit easy that you can't say no. But the principle of positive affirmation as you go along will again take time to form the habit, as by nature, we're generally very hard on ourselves. So look at those things that you want to structure and the rewards. So we'll talk a bit about now about how to change habits for a better life. So most of us would not have some of the habits we have. Yet despite the dawning of each brand new day, focusing yourself on make, trying to make change, we often find nothing much has changed. So change is not an event. It's revealed by process. We must get out of our accustomedness or familiarity or the sameness of doing the same things as they'll rob you from your destiny. The only thing robbing you from that is by doing the same things. So our mind and its presumptive thinking limits both where we are today and our potential of tomorrow by trapping us into a mind box of terms of how we think about ourselves and the things around us and the world in general. The good news is that the mind can be conditioned to change with enough awareness. So in time, the new things you begin to do will become your new routine. So when we change a habit, there is a period of conditioning, which is the length of time it takes to keep performing the new action until it becomes your permanent habit. It's similar to running at a high elevation, which requires more oxygen than low elevations. Though after a short period, your body will adjust to your new conditions. So the goal of creating a habit is to condition the body with a new habit before we run out of oxygen, which is willpower. So we need to make sure we're doing the right things to get to where we want so we get the right results. So, but it's only when we make the right adjustments can new habits be formed easily. We're going to go on to a break, and in the next segment, we're going to talk really about some takeouts, 
some takeouts of how to sustain these changes and how to be aware of how we're moving forward. It's been great connecting with you. I'm looking forward to talking to you, not in the final segment, but in the beginning of what we do with the segments. Have a great break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you ready for a health, life, and empowerment show in one? Then be sure to listen every week for Living Well with Ann Beal. Ann takes her long-running TV show to the Internet Talk Radio Airwaves with guest experts and insight designed to help you live a healthy and successful life. By hearing from the experts and those who have found success, our goal is that you too will be motivated to do the same. Living Well with Ann Beal can be heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you have complete control over your thoughts and your life? It seems like we do, but there are always outside forces that are wreaking havoc with that control. How do we get our thoughts back on track, so to speak? Listen for help. My thoughts are holding me hostage with Dr. Jeffrey Fannin. When you command the power of thought, you can achieve or have whatever you want. Make the laws of the universe work for you. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. are tuned in to New Dimensions. To reach Reverend Nicholas or his guests today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com. Now, back to New Dimensions. Welcome back to the fourth and final segment. Thank you again for joining me. It's not the final segment because this is the beginning. We've received information, and the beginning is application. So information, application. So we've been through a long journey, a long journey with this, and it's been great chatting to you. And we're going to cover now takeouts from what we've been doing. We've talked a lot about habits, how we've, our perceptions and society influences our habits in a detrimental way, how we need to be aware through refocusing what we look at and hear to form different habits that we need to raise an awareness. So I'm going to give you some tips about how we can sustain new habits, how they can be formed easily and sustained. So number one is make your conditioning period long enough. The goal should be to set a long enough period for a new behavior to become your habit, but not too long for it to discourage change. It's best to start you know, with a minimum of 30 days, although it may take 90 in some cases, it's important to remain aware that changing a habit can be a lengthy process. One event doesn't do it. So keep your thoughts at all times, whether it's reading scriptures or when you feel bad focusing on doing another behavior, it, you, you need to re- remember conditioning period will take time. Number two, you need to repeat and reinforce new habits daily. It's just like anything else. We need to dwell in it, which means living in it daily. And even scriptures tells us dwell in the word daily. So it's like a muscle. Spirituality in a better life is like a muscle. Unless we're stimulating it, it will not respond with the results we want. We stimulate a, an abdominal wall to get a smaller, you know, to get a six pack or to get better core fitness. But it's the action of doing it that will sustain it to stay in better shape. So we need to continuously, very simply, we only get better by doing something through doing it. So when you practice something daily, we improve ourselves and create a new habit in the shortest period of time possible. And this will then become your new routine and your new life. It takes less time ultimately if we do it a little each day rather than doing a lot rarely. It's just like running faster and faster in a circle, yes, maybe more dynamic and you may feel you're doing more, but the ones that walk slowly and progressively in a straight line are actually advancing. We could be doing more and more of the same things, thinking we're efficient, but really effectiveness is not about that. Effectiveness is about doing them to get results. We must always remember number three, the hardest part is starting. 
in creating the consciousness of your first step is the only way a habit can be revealed and manifested. So starting the habit ultimately will create the habit. The mere desire of doing it will not form it on its own. It's action steps. Very often we're seeking a better life, but we're not prepared to take action steps. We're sitting in our depression, sitting in our limitations, sitting in our misery, thinking things will change. No, they'll not change. They'll only change if we get up and have the consciousness to take that first step. So victory is not in the sprint. It's, it's in your marathon. So this means not trying to make a dramatic change because this will appear too tough. The smaller ones that only take a bit of effort each day, they're the ones that will multiply. Just like the drop of water in a bucket, someone discounts that as being small, but they come back a week later, the bucket's overflown, and there's a, the room is now full of water. So never underestimate the power of doing small things. Even going to church once a year is better than none because you can't go 52 weeks a year unless you've been once or avoiding an abusive relationship when you stop, think, observe, and then respond, not in anger, but in, in, in kind, or in, in a way that would change a certain circumstance with a child that you're going to shout to, that small step will bring the big change. That small step will bring the big change. So it's the conditioning that gets us to perform at the higher altitudes, not the performance of, of the function. The conditioning, which is the time, the duration, of doing something. So focusing on an end goal can sometimes thwart our steps by making the change look daunting. So if the marriage is bad, never focus on the how much you've got to do, focus on the act of doing. Or if my addiction is bad, focus on going to church and getting counsel to find out why you're hurting, that you're numbing yourself with the addiction because you're hurting deep down from something that happened in your childhood. But the only way you'll do that is by taking little action steps. The next thing is view the potential for change. So realizing our potential for change involves trusting in things unseen. Change is always in the unseen, but then having faith to move towards the action. The better you've already been made because of the death and the resurrection. We talked about this at the beginning of the show. But your faith will move to position you to be aware of that change is possible. See, your faith will position you to the possibility of attracting what you ultimately want to change about your life so the things can come. It also will change the way we see the things that have arrived, whether we wanted them or not. So the biggest thing that holds us back in making changes is our mind. So faith in the unseen will be revealed by the change that become in the steps that we're making. So change is just like a drainage system. If one leaf is in the way, nothing can flow in that drainage system. So this is the same way that resistance prevents our lives from flowing. Resistance. People may profess to knowing this, yet still do not live out their lives freely. Knowing is not powerful unless it's applied. Knowledge is not powerful unless it's used. Thoughts are not powerful unless they're acted upon. Actions we take, both in thoughts and physical actions, is what will determine my life and your life. If I think my potential is unlimited and that my life is for a purpose that extends beyond me, if I think my life is unlimited and I feel it's beyond me, I will empower myself to have a much greater life, not as a victim, but as a victor. But if I keep focusing on myself and my problems, my mind will only be limited to myself and my problems in my life. You and I are just vapors in the parallels of time, so that's a very small reality. Well, like a, a thousand is, is a year to God, a year is a thousand. But if we move away from thinking about ourselves more in terms of universe and what we can do for others and our infinite spirit and our infinite resources will broaden our horizon and enrich our lives. It's by broadening a horizon, thinking outside of the box, outside of the head that's limited us. It's about thinking unlimited, getting out of the forest. So when we think of ourselves, regardless of how much money or acclaim we have, if we think ourselves as those labels, we're living in limitation. But when we focus on purpose greater than us, we can do way more than our life. We become unlimited by space or time, as the need for people builders is universal. 
So a great way to instantly really feel better about the habits that you're creating is to take the focus off yourself and look at how that you can help other people. We're going to look at, again, at taking some gems with us here. Be proactive. As human beings, we're responsible for our own lives. We have an independent will to make our own choices and decisions and the responsibility, the ability to respond to make the right choices. You have the freedom to do that. So begin with an end and also visualize where you want to go. Visualize the purpose for your life. So you can really visualize a plan, get instruction from God on that. He has the master plan, but envision what, what am I doing with my things? What am, am I sowing temporal gain or the things I'm leaving? Will they still remain when I'm gone? We need to really focus on that bigger picture. So work on the habits in your life that you really want to change. And before you know it, you'll be living a whole new life. You need to focus on more vision more empowerment, and you need to know that you're the one ultimately that can make those changes. But ultimately, what you look at, what you look at will be the thing that forms your life. So you need to be very careful to be looking, looking at things that are not of the world, things that are not limited. You need to think that you're going to achieve what you've done. So greater is he in you. If you believe in a better way to accomplish your things, that mutually is beneficial to all things. It's, it's winning for people around you and winning for your situation. Seek to understand. Seek to understand what it is you need to do. You need to also synergize. You need to, your actions and thoughts, you need to be more aware of how those work together. I'm going to have different thoughts to create different actions. You need to sharpen the saw. So sometimes you're working so hard and, and the other things you do are just bringing you down. So you need to really refocus on that. But it's, again, I hope I've helped you with some of these things. You may need, need to re-listen to the podcast again. It's been a blessing to me. I thank God, firstly, for giving me the, the light to shine this and the desire to do this. I thank you also for spending your valuable time. I love you all. I hope this has helped you create a new habits, new thoughts, and a, the life you've wanted. God bless you. Let's keep sowing seeds and getting fruit of greatness. Thank you so much. Speak to you soon. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of New Dimensions. Please join Reverend Nicholas Barrett again next Wednesday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a blessed week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.